Hi, welcome back to the show. My name is Kat Burns. And I'm Chantal Renee. And we're here to ask... hot we are in the midst of a heat wave right now where we live so we are both sweating our little butts off yeah I had to like blast the AC before coming in here and like let it go for a while so because I have to turn it off when we're recording we do have like a portable AC in our room now and I kind of hate air conditioning so I'm just sitting here sweating it's not cool in here but it's not too bad I've kept the door open so there's some airflow (laughs) definitely not a comfortable time No, it's nicer to be outside in the shade. At least there's a bit of a breeze. Air quality outside is just tough to, it's hard to breathe. Yeah, it feels thick sometimes. Oh yeah, a mask on top of all this is like, oof. Mm Got to stay in the shade and stay home. Get in, get out. Yeah. (laughs) So this is quite possibly the last episode of our first season. It's very true. It's exciting. It's bittersweet. It's kind of, I think it's coming at the right time. We're both feeling like this has been a wonderful project but a lot of work for sure Mm -hmm. yeah kudos to everyone creating weekly episodes on podcasts it is it is quite a quite a bit of work but also we've reached the point in time where it's summer and it's probably time to just you know enjoy the weather and uh, take some time off and we might revisit this project in the fall yeah if we're in lockdown in in the winter you bet we'll be doing (laughs) more stuff like this It was actually really good because we normally do catch up once a week or so. It was just great for us to do that and document it. And it actually truly helped me get through these times. I agree. I mean, I miss you dearly. I have not seen your face in real life for almost five months now, which may be the longest extent in our entire friendship of of nearly two decades at this point. It's too long. Yeah, it's too long. We weren't sure where this was going to go. And we were kind of like, oh, let's try and not make this a COVID project. But it just sort of ended up being what everyone was going through and what we were talking about. It extends past COVID too, because I think it showcases what people go through when hard times are happening, you know, and hard times are happening all the time to different people at different times, different points in their life. Mm -hmm. So it's nice to kind of have a place to remember that we all, especially right now, are going through it together. We're in the same storm. This has been refreshing and nice to catch up and document our highs and lows in the last, what, seven weeks? Yeah. Yeah. Seven or eight weeks. Yeah. I think seven, seven's a good number. Mm -hmm. I think so. Lucky number seven. (laughs) So thank you, Chantel. Oh, well, thank you too. Today we get to speak with a friend who is a flight attendant. Oh my gosh. I've had to cancel four flights this year, which is a lot. Like they're, they all give me credit, but I'm like, where am I going to go? How am I going to use up four flights? And when? Like within a year, guys, the border to the States is closed and all these flights were to the States. So yeah. And I don't think I want to travel, you know, like, yes, eventually, but right now I'm just like, I'm good, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm comfortable on the train. I think I could do that because there's there's a lot of airflow and there's a place to walk around and you can move and there's a lot of seats usually that are not crammed. But I don't know if I could do an airplane right now, to be honest. Well, I'm really looking forward to speaking to Sydney Wyburn, which is our guest today. She has been through it all. So I'm really looking forward to checking in with her and seeing how she's doing and how she's been navigating her job situation and everything else that's going on in her life. So I'm really looking forward to speaking with her today. 
And it looks like she has just popped on our chat. Hey, Sydney. Thank you for joining us on this really sweltering hot day. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Oh, it's nice. You know, there's something exciting about a heat wave. It's like, oh, it's so hot. What are we going to do? I don't know. Maybe that's a Canadian thing. It's like, oh, there's a storm. There's a heat wave. <laughs> yeah. All extremes. We just like plow through and get through it. I wor- I always worry, like this happens every year. I always go, okay, it's at the beginning of July. What's it going to be like in August, you know? How is it going to escalate? And it will because global warming and everything else. How are you? How, how am I? Good. So I actually had COVID-19. I just got over it a few weeks ago. And so I'm feeling really good. I just feel so happy to be healthy again. My partner and I had pretty bad cases. And surprisingly, I don't think I got it flying um, because I wasn't flying at the time. Pretty sure we got it from a Loblaws that had an outbreak. It was pretty intense. I'm not going to lie. There were definitely some weird symptoms. You know, I I lost my sense of smell and taste. Uh, Then I had like weird heightened sense of smell or distorted. And, you know, you're just really tired. And it's sort of, I think it just kind of moves around your body and tries to find a little spot to hang out in. And doctors say that your body takes so much to fight this thing that you're just often worn out. I've read so many things about even just like mild cases just taking forever. And and I don't know, it's like scary for sure. It's weird when you get it because we had, first of all, we're so lucky in Canada. We had amazing care from hospital doctors doing virtual appointments with us every day. And like, it was just absolutely amazing. So big shout out to the University Health Network. It's weird because when you get it, there's just so much going on in the media and so much uncertainty that it's like, okay, well, this is how it could go. And we hope that this happens, but really we have no idea and we hope you'll be okay. So you kind of were like, oh, all right. Well, I I hope so too. And and luckily we were, but I know that's not the case for everyone, but yeah. So I'm, I'm really good. I'm, uh, I'm enjoying being well again. Now in terms of my flying, it has been quite a roller coaster the past few months. I'm actually in a, I was in a unique position because I had the opportunity starting in January to do a lot more international flying than I had been doing the past few years. Is that a good stepping stone in your career? Really exciting. And it just so happened that at the end of January, I started going to China and Hong Kong. So I had a flight to Beijing and then had a bunch of flights going to Hong Kong and then India and through Canada and stuff. So Mm. it was just strange in retrospect timing that literally right when I started going there uh, was sort of when the, the hints of the pandemic were emerging. Um, I remember being really excited to go to Beijing and kind of being a tourist and kind of Googling, you know, what can I do? And the first thing that came up on my Google search was like, mystery virus hits China. And I thought, oh man, just my luck, but you know, it'll be okay. It was bizarre because from a flying perspective, I really had this impression that I was watching things develop. It was almost like doing a bit of time travel because I would be, let's say in Hong Kong, and I would see how things had escalated there. And then I would come home to Canada and kind of tell people, hey, you might want to stock up on some toilet paper because things are getting really weird over there and mm-hmm. I just don't know what's going to happen. And people thought I was nuts, but... Once everything kind of, the rumblings of it started, next thing you know, wow, it's everywhere, you know? Things would change so drastically. I mean, and then by the time I did my last flight before time off, you know, 
it had escalated so that all past so many pastors were wearing what looked like hazmat suits and it just felt like this completely dystopian universe that we were in it was really bizarre weird can we go a little bit back i'd like to ask what made you want to become a flight attendant I had actually always kind of been curious about being a flight attendant, but it was also one of those jobs that I never thought, it didn't seem clear how to do it. It's not like, oh, there are so many job postings to be a flight attendant. And I had I had followed a different path. I was doing creative stuff. I was working in media and doing web design and stuff like that and doing some acting and other stuff on the side. I just, I had gotten, I had grown really weary of working in an office setting and I was mm-hmm. feeling like I needed a change and I had written down a list of sort of well, what do I really love in in my life you know I really I'm interested in I love anything to do with travel I was a big traveler I love sort of stuff about health and wellness and one of them was was flight attendant but when I was looking you know there was just nothing available and then a friend of mine actually contacted me sort of in that time period and said, hey, uh, my, I think it was her boss's daughter worked for Air Canada and had mentioned to him that they were hiring. And it was just, I think it was several months later. And so I thought, why not? I'll just apply. And I didn't really take it that seriously to begin with. Coincidentally, the week of the the cattle call interview, I had gone to dinner with my my partner at the time, good friends who worked for Air Canada, and they basically convinced me to go because I was a bit skeptical. They said, just go. And they said, just dress up like a flight attendant and go. And I thought, a costume? That sounds great. And the next day I went to H&M and I got this little cheap, like, like little navy blue suit, sort of a matching lighter blue shirt. And that was sort of what the uniform was at the time. I had no idea. So I actually did walk in looking quite like a flight attendant. And then my competitive side came out because you get there, there were thousands of people. I made it through and I got lucky. It's a very long hiring process. I was really fortunate because my mom has family abroad in France. And I, I was really lucky to be able to travel with her and with my grandparents. Uh, quite a bit when I was young. And I think the travel bug hit me early. Yeah. And so it's never really stopped. Travel has totally changed now, however. Oh gosh, yeah. Going during the pandemic and then I celebrate my 10 year anniversary and get COVID-19 while I'm, I'm on time off. Uh, luckily. And then when I recovered from, from COVID uh, a couple weeks ago, unfortunately they've had to do mass layoffs and Despite wow. my seniority, Gosh. I am now uh, I'm now laid off as well temporarily. So, do they have a timeline or anything for you? Like, do they have they said kind of how long the temporary layoffs will last for? That's the one unsettling thing for everyone, and and there are people who have been working for twenty years who were laid off as well. I mean, luckily it's a te- we do know it's temporary. I think they've already called some people back as demand starts to increase, which is really good news. Mm-hmm. Could be a couple months, could be a year. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's an it's an exciting time for you to have so much time off, probably right. You know, it's probably the best time to be laid off ever because imagine this is happening in February. It'd be super depressing and just <laughs> freezing cold. But I, I thought, well, I don't usually get the summer off. I may as well. I'm doing like some online classes to, I guess, refresh my web design skills and update them because I haven't really worked in that industry for a while, just in mm-hmm. case. And I'm doing some language classes for when I go back flying because that's always an asset yeah I'm just I'm I am enjoying the time off I am trying to make the most of it and uh I I don't know when I'll start flying again I'm hopeful maybe optimistic estimate maybe by the end of the year if things turn around or maybe next year 
it's such a unique, a unique, really wonderful job. I'm so grateful to have had the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. That's so wonderful. I love that you just love your job. And so um, I want to know, like, are you, would you be afraid to go back or you're like, you're excited to get back to work? No, I'm really excited to get back to work. And I just feel like I've faced the the big unknown monster that everyone's talking about and I've gotten through it. So uh, I don't feel, I don't feel too anxious. When I was flying the last few months, I mean, we were being super careful and there were stress and anxiety regarding were we having sick pastors on board and, and different procedures that we had to keep us safe because our interaction is so close with people in, on the plane. So I definitely was worried when I was flying. I want, I wanted to stay safe. You've taken the news pretty well, you know, like, I mean, you got laid off and you're just like, ah, it's going to be fine. It it was tough emotionally because you don't think you've been at a job for 10 years and you've just celebrated your 10 year anniversary. Then it's like, okay, well now we don't know when you're going to fly again. And it, it, it did definitely hit me, but now I've sort of had some time to process it. So during all this, there's a lot of uneasiness, a lot of unknowns, how are you taking care of yourself, especially after getting COVID? I know it, it kind of has some lingering effects, I imagine. I feel like as a flight attendant, it is a demanding and physically demanding job uh, and you're in different time zones. So it is something that I do already place a focus on as best I can. And certainly after COVID, my body was quite weak afterward. Uh, we, I would go for a short walk with my mask on. Mm-hmm. To run an errand and I would be exhausted. I would need a nap for a couple of hours, like the first few weeks afterwards. So uh, it's been a focus about getting my strength back, definitely doing sort of a back to basics approach, drinking lots of water, um, trying to eat, eat really healthy. Uh, you know, we're cooking at home a lot. We've become obsessed with those, <laughs> those discounted meal kits that you can get. <laughs> So that's been a lot of fun and also was easier because I do love to cook and try new recipes. But to be honest, my energy hasn't been super high for for experimenting. So it's been really nice to have those. Um, Yeah, just getting a lot of rest, not pushing yourself too hard and definitely trying to move your body again. Even when when we were sick every day, we'd try to do small movements, even though they were excruciating, like try to raise your arms above your head, <laughs> try to like walk around the house a little bit. And now it's the same, but now I'm, I'm incorporating some light workouts. Uh, my mom and I are actually doing, there's a site called Pop Sugar and they have a YouTube channel. Oh, I love Pop Sugar. Yes. It's so fun. And they have so many different workouts and it's all free. So you're doing it with your mom? My well, not with her, but like we'll we'll message on WhatsApp. And my mom's way better than me. Like she'll she does them almost every day, and she does yoga, and she's super fit and and awesome. She's very inspiring. So she'll say, "Well, I did, th- I did, I just did this workout, and it was really good." Like, what do you think about that? <laughs> uh-huh. I'll say, "Okay, I'll I'll give it a try." So it's good. It's oh, good. That's so nice. Yeah, and in terms of like men- um like mental health and and emotional well being, I've just been, like I said, trying not to stay informed with what's going on and stay engaged, but lim- definitely limiting my time online and not getting 
not going too far down the rabbit hole in terms of the news and stuff. Uh, and also just in making time for myself to, to read. I've been reading some good books, watching nice things on Netflix, you know, listening to music. All, the, all those things that make you feel good. I've been trying to make a little herb garden on our patio. And, and now after getting over COVID, you kind of do feel like everything else sort of pales in comparison. So superhuman? <laughs> well, maybe. I mean, kind of hoping, I'm not going to lie, kind of hoping that I do get some kind of superpower immunity mm-hmm. from it. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, let's hope. Well, Sydney, you sound like you're doing really, really well, and I'm so happy to hear that. And it's actually making me feel much better about my day. Oh, good. Thank you so much for joining us and for sharing your story with us. It was really uplifting. It's my pleasure. I'm so glad. And to anyone who's listening, you know, feel free to reach out if anyone's feeling anxious about COVID or or has any questions. Um, I'm happy to help. I feel like one nice thing about this very strange time that we're in is just, I do see people paying more attention and, and reaching out and just definitely a sense of community forming. So yeah, if, if one good thing comes out of this, it's that everyone has this, is sort of being forced to just take stock of things and, mm-hmm. and really uh, find ways to to show you care. Well, thank you so much again, Sydney. It was great to speak with you. Nice to talk to you both. Thank you very much for having me. It was a pleasure. Sending extended hugs. <laughs> we hope to run into you in real life sometime soon. That would be lovely. Bye. Bye. That was great. It's so nice to have a super positive end to the podcast, you know, like, yeah. and it kind of is strange that it wrapped up with someone actually having COVID-19. Totally. Very strange, but very cool. I mean, I don't know how Sydney's taking this with such grace and humor. It's it's great. She seems like she's got a lot of good vibes happening. Maybe she's just feeling thankful to be healthy again. You know, sometimes that kind of uh, mm-hmm. knocks you back into being like super grateful for every day. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think I would feel the exact same way if I was laid off. You know, like I, I mean, she said that she had a week where she wasn't, wasn't necessarily happy about it. But I mean, the only thing you can do is is look at the positive and just take it day by day. You are right because otherwise it's just a lot of anger and worry and and all that stuff is not good for your body if, if you're just holding on to that because we can't do anything about it, you know? That's it. Can only look look for the silver lining. Yeah. And so here we are. Here we are at the end of our 7 episode journey. It has been so lovely and thank you for listening to those that are listening. We appreciate it. We truly do. Thanks so much to all our guests, all our past guests. It's been really fun to get to know people we don't didn't know that well and check in with people that we did know and see how everyone was doing. I think uh, the question, how are you, definitely goes a long way or went a long way. I think so. I think we've learned a lot and we've learned about a lot of people. I feel like we've both grown during this <laughs> in the sense of also, you know, honing our interview skills. It is a skill for sure. And yeah. getting very good at editing podcasts um, in a tight timeline. So I think we've built good skills. So if we need new careers, we have a lot of experience now. <laughs> Let's be honest. So there's no money to be made in podcasting. <laughs> Unless you're a sponsor looking to sponsor somebody. 
Hi. If you're looking to sponsor season two and you want to hire these two awesome people that are very good at interviewing others, you reach out. The inter- information is below in our info box. <laughs> and on that note, we've enjoyed this. It's been a great thing to, to put our energy and time towards. So thank you, Chantel, for you know proposing this. Oh, I think the idea just came you know, because we discovered a recording software <laughs> and then put it to Zencaster. <laughs> yeah. And then we got excited about it. And, uh, yeah, it was and the good. next thing you know, we actually made a podcast, which is great because sometimes if we get frustrated, we wouldn't follow through on something, but we did it. We actually followed through to the very end. Yeah, we did it. Yay. Yay. I hope everybody keeps well and we'll be here next year to ask. That was our chat with Jenny Frowling and Dennis Shorty, a.k.a. Dennis Aggie, their band. And they were talking to us from Ross River, Yukon Territory. Wow. That was so lovely. It's also so important to check in with people that have completely different experiences than us. And live in a completely different place, a completely different place as well. Yeah, there's just something nice about hearing people talk about the importance of, you know, our land and our animals and our everything. Just having a respect for that is is very important. It is a ripple effect. Like if you care for your family, your earth, your your plants, your humans, everyone would be better. I think. Yeah, and and simplifying everything, realizing we don't need everything that we think we need. So we're going to leave the links for Dennis's art down in our description in the info box of the podcast, as well as links to hear Dennis Aggie. And I do hope you check it out because as we talked about, there's no touring this year, but I think it's more impetus to support artists online, watch their online concerts, purchase music and everything like that to support people for next year when we are able to tour again. I want to close the podcast with a beautiful quote that's by Dennis Shorty. And he says, don't look on the ground when you're walking. Always pay attention. Listen to all that is around you, the trees, the birds, and the wind. So we want to thank Dennis and Jenny for their time. And until next time, we will see you and ask. Hi.